long-term mocking. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's me, Joey P., Joe Pizapia, and with me today are two of my favorite dudes, the man from Fantrax, Eric Cross, the prospect guru of the Fantasy Black Book, and the AFL superstar, the Welsh, who will be joining us here at Fantasy Pros, come leading off time, hosting along with me, Joey P., almost Ooh. every day. Not breaking every news. Because he's so busy, but yeah, breaking news. How about that? So uh, it's going to be Joe Pizapia and friends. And I know Welsh loves that. That's his favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's always been my favorite. Pizapia and friends. I mean, we're getting a little Pizapia and friends now. So this is great. <laughs> we kind of are. Yeah. And of course, these two uh, guys are about the best in the business in terms of evaluating young talent. And I thought, you know, we've done a couple mock drafts that have already been the redraft, normal stuff that we've done. Let's turn it up a notch. Let's do a dynasty startup. And <clears throat> the bots here may or may not uh, necessarily give us the best grades because we are drafting teams for now and the future. But Eric Cross, you know, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity here for us to show people who are doing dynasty startups, what our approaches might be. We're not going to have benches for this draft, just as an FYI too. We're going to do this kind of quick, but we will talk about some of our favorite stashes that we like in terms of prospects. But Cross, what is your dynasty startup mode, so to speak, when you're looking around? Are you looking for that two to three year window? Are you that kind of person that says, you know what, let me take some of the good veterans too and make sure I lock some of those guys in because I want to win early? Or are you somebody that really does project a little bit further into the future when you're doing a dynasty startup? Yeah, I try to build a, a balanced team. I'll try to obviously get the, that young core of offensive talent, but I, I still try to be competitive in year one as well, mixing in some of the older talent that might that might fall a bit, like Joey Votto is a great example of that. So, yeah, I, I never like to not compete. So um, I'll try to mix in some of the you know the established core talent, maybe guys like Bryce Harper, something like that, and then mix some of the younger guys, the prospects that are nearly ready, just kind of get myself in contention in year one and then set up well for years two, three, four, et cetera as well. And not only can you check out Eric Cross's, obviously, a fantastic work over on Fantrax, but he's also going to be writing for us at Fantasy Pros as well this year. Spoiler alert. Breaking news. Breaking news everywhere. Look at all these guys, all the, all my people's hanging out. All my rowdy (laughs) friends are coming over to mock tonight. Let's go. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that our good pal, Chris, who's up and running again, running this whole thing. I did not thank him appropriately last time. So I'm not going to thank him this time either. I'm going to stay consistent. I just want to make sure. No, I'm kidding. It was his birthday yesterday, too. He turned 47. So congratulations to Chris. Uh, it's getting closer to 50. We'll see how that goes for him. Big five. But yeah, we're Chris. Uh, mm. I know, I know. He wants to chime in so bad, but he can't right now because there's no box for him to talk. But well, Welsh, when you're when you're looking at the dynasty um, setup as well in the okay. startup, are you somebody that <clears throat> fades pitching because you know in terms of building that core roster strength, pitching can be so volatile? Or are you somebody that attacks young pitching? How how do you kind of approach that market as you're looking through? Well, let me take it back a step real quick to what the first question you asked, where you asked like, what's your kind of model for drafting dynasty? I think there are four model dynasty drafters there are the win now there's the all young punt for the future there's the double dip which the double dip to me is you know a little bit of win now a little bit of young boom 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 you keep going you kind of find yourself in the middle because you want to do that and then there is the win now under 26 that's the other one where i think you'll have a lot of people that'll focus on a win now roster construction but they won't take guys you know, 27, 28, maybe call it the win now 28, you know, 29, 30 is where they're going to move around. So there's those four kind of relative constructions with it. Um, Something I've noticed in dynasty, which kind of is contrary to drafting habits, pitching in every dynasty I've ever done has been the most sought after and costly (laughs) thing. Every dynasty I've ever done, obviously if it's points or any other, Nobody wants to draft high-valued pitchers, whether it's young or high guys, but nobody wants to trade them. It's some of the biggest draft Mm -hmm. capital as possible. So I find it advantageous to – I don't personally want to go crazy on pitching, especially on the high end in Dynasty because of just how the values and Tommy Johns. And if you're in a win now and you lose one guy, it could set you back two or three years. But I'm very cognizant of it 
because if I move away from it, then I'm going to be paying an arm and a leg for pitchers in really whatever format. So you'll probably not see me go in the first, you know, three or four rounds, but then I'll start digging into those middle, those middle tier pitchers and try to get a collection of those. All right. And today, obviously, we're going to be using our multi-user draft software, which will be out for the public in a few weeks. But our draft simulator is up and running right now for 2022. Now, the multi-user draft software that allows you to invite your friends to mock and go through everything. But you can mock for yourself using our draft wizard product at fantasypros.com slash draft wizard. And I can't encourage you enough. Some of the, the tools we have this year are just outstanding. We just had a, a full meeting about it. Welsh and I were talking about it before uh, that <clears throat> when you upgrade to the premium level, you can adjust in terms of, you know, we have keepers at certain rounds. You can plug all those guys in specifically, um, you know, all the features you have in terms of customization of the league that you are in or leagues that you're in. That way, the mock draft can reflect that. It's all there in the mock draft software, which is just unbelievable. And the draft wizard is just fantastic. Well, did it blow your mind when we started to dig into some of the tools in the meeting this past week? Yeah, no, no. I mean, you, you know, I, I went off on a tangent and I get talky and I'm like, you know, just going to start doing some stuff with fantasy pros. And I'm like, everybody sit down here for a minute. Let me tell you something. <laughs> and let me tell you about this. And I just, I was going off because there's some great stuff, whether it's draft assist, which I think is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the draft wizard and getting prepped for it. But as I had said to you and a lot of the other guys, here's the other thing. Whether you're a seasoned pro in fantasy and you know every vertical incline of a pitch or not, or you're a complete novice and you really want to dip your toe in, the cool thing about fantasy pros is the tools they've got are there to help you and can make mm -hmm. fantasy baseball not so intimidating. So I think a lot more people can start to dip in because I think people get terrified sometimes. And the tools that fantasy pros has it's a huge, huge help, whether you are complete dolch and don't know what's going on or you know everything, I highly suggest checking it out. Making hardball easy again. That's yep. what we've been talking about. That's what we want to do here. And if you want to watch the draft episode, you can always uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fantasy Pros MLB, which is different than our regular Fantasy Pros channel, too. And it's fun because we got the draft board up there. Thanks to our good producer, Chris, who's yeah. out there. Now, I have the one spot because <clears throat> I created this party uh we've got eric cross at the five and we've got welsh at the 10 so in a few seconds we're going to kick things off here and i think you know exactly welsh where i'm going to go with my first pick and I, I gotta tell you if i have the whole board i always would much rather take the player that i think is projectable to have <clears throat> a 10-year career that is going to be fantastic that is the most valuable yeah. player the pujols type player right those guys not necessarily the guys like tatis who are incredibly athletic fun to watch have all not like tatis that drops off so tatis is a wonderful guy but if i have the whole board i'm gonna take my dude juan soto and the reason why is mm -hmm. because i think projectability wise body type wise as he continues on with his career it's gonna be a very steady situation of what i'm getting and i love tatis he's a phenomenal player trey turner same kind of thing right in a couple years when the legs aren't quite the same what happens to his value so to me, there's a clear 1-1, one, one, and it's 1-1. One, one. It's my dude. So that's the way I'm going. And once we mm. kick things off here, the draft's going to start in 15 seconds. Just to let everybody know, too, we've got quality starts in this one instead of wins. We've also got OBP instead of batting average. So that's what we're doing right here. It's your 5-by-5 five five kind of setup. So after Juan Soto, Tatis, Turner, and Jose Ramirez go off the board. Now Eric Cross, looking at a dynasty lens, who is the pick for you here at 105? I'm going to take my number three overall player. My personal rankings will go Ronald Acuna Jr. Vladdy uh, Jr. would have been a fine pick there, but you know he's at the higher OBP. But I want that power speed blend. Acuna is still only 23 years old. I'm not overly worried about the knee. Everything looks pretty good um, with all the videos you've seen this offseason of him getting that mobility back. I think he'll still be at least a 20 steal guy. So uh, I'll take him here at, at five. All right, I after like that, that, Mike Trout goes, Bo Bichette, 108, 109, Bryce Harper. The Welsh, you're up at 110. Would have loved Acuna. I got Acuna at number two on my dynasty list. Uh, Vladdy, great pick. All good picks here, but this is a gift to me at 10. My boy, Shohei Otani. Now, obviously, if you play, I don't know, in a different type of format where it's only one player, like on Yahoo, that might be a little bit different, but... You know, even if Otani's just the hitter, he's worth a top 10 pick regardless of position. So Otani is a gift for me there at 10. Then it looks like we had a big pitcher run Burns, Cole, DeGrom, and Mookie Betts. So 
This is a situation I love because dynasties can be really finicky and, you know, people could do different things from obviously win now, like I said, to completely punting. But this is a situation I'm going to get two players inside my top 10 because at number 10, I have got Luis Robert. No, Luis Robert, Joe. I'm going to take Luis Robert to go with Shohei Otani <laughs> uh, with my first two picks, which I absolutely love. And 4% of uh, the... The fantasy pros guys love that pick, but they'll love it when the team construction is done. Well, and again, some of the insights, you know, right now we're doing a dynasty mentality here. So some of the insights still set for redraft, but I think yeah. it's just good to talk about these guys. Uh, but yeah, that was my next guy on my list as well. Walker Bueller goes right after 204, then Freeman at 205, Raphael Devers, who I also love as a guy to keep in there and, and build a team around 206. And then Kyle Tucker, 207, did not make it to you, Eric Cross. 208, you are up. Where do you go? Uh, I'm I'm just kind of trying to regroup after the bots sniped Kyle Tucker on me, who's my <laughs> number nine player in my rankings. I love me some Kyle Tucker. Uh, but I will rebound here and go with a guy who actually just traded away in, in my home keeper league. But I will take him here as I have him at number 11 overall. And that is Mr. Uber Prospect from last year, Mr. Wander Franco. Ah, some, yeah. some, que- some questions about how high the power speed blend gets, but... This is a 300 average lock, high OBP as well. And I think he can still get up over 20 home runs, 10 to 15 steals. Kind of be like maybe be Aussie Albies with a much higher average in OBP. So uh, 21 years old, I will gladly take Wander Franco here. I was hoping he would slip. All right. And you guys would yeah, all Yeah, he did not. I was, well, he wasn't getting past me. Not with two picks, especially. Scherzer goes next and Woodruff, Aussie Albies. Uh, for me next too. now it's about how I want to approach this board. I mean, pitching still to me is a little scary. I don't know if that's where I want to go. I've got two picks here, so I want to make the most of them. Um, I think what I'm going to do is continue to pound on the power plate here. And I'm going to pound there with uh, Jordan Alvarez because I just think we're scratching the surface of this guy. I know it's a little risky. I understand that. I get it. I'm well aware. But at the same time, I think what we're trying to do here is continuously look at how old is this player? Is he going to hit for a ton of power? I think he is. And for me, Wander Franco was that guy that I really wanted. Instead, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and take my prospect, who I think is going to be a very good player for a very long time. And I'm going to go ahead and take Bobby Witt Jr. Come on. I've compared you. him to uh, the swing of David Wright. Uh, yes, of course, it's giving me a reach alert. Yes, of course, he was going to be around. But Come again, on. with the dynasty focus, what I'm trying to do here is make sure that I've got Two young players who have already shown that what they can do. And now what I'm going to do is pivot to that third guy, especially an infielder, whether he plays short, whether he plays third, we shall see. But to me, Bobby Witt is going to be, a, again, can't miss is always difficult, but as close as you can get. Wheeler, Marte, Bieber go next. Eric Cross, you're up at 305. Joe, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of you right now. I was hoping yeah, that's fair. not take Witt. What else is I was, new? I was going to take Witt right there. So I will go to my number two overall dynasty prospect and go Julio Rodriguez guy is, you know, maybe he doesn't have, <laughs> doesn't have the speed obviously of Bobby Witt doesn't have that 30, 30 upside, but mm-hmm. this is probably the highest floor prospect uh, around right now. Easily 300 plus average 35 plus home runs, huge power advanced approach. He can, he can even add 10 to 15 steals as well. That's under underrated aspect of his game. So Julio Rodriguez here. Machado, oh, Urias, Austin Riley go next. Riley was a well, guy I was actually contemplating where I was, too. Still very young. I don't know if people realize how much baseball he's got ahead of him. Tim Anderson goes 309. Welsh, your boy yeah. Julio is gone. Whatever do you do at 310 now? Well, I mean, I like to play win now. That's how I'm going to play these because I trust mm-hmm. my prospect mind and how I'm going to do these things. But Wit, Franco, and Julio is where I wanted to go just to you know build around. Those were the prospects I was going to early invest in. But I've got Aaron Judge really high on my list for massive power in a win now situation. So I'm going to take him. That's actually one of the, you know, ECR things that they're going to they're going to like. And then I'm back up after Lindor, Bogarts, Simeon and Olsen went. And I got two. Okay, I got two guys to choose from here. (laughs) And it is a very difficult situation. One I've got. Uh, okay, Joe, let me see if you can guess him. One I've got high who doesn't have a lot of speed and one does a bit of everything. Injury problems follow them both. One uh, is, one's I, I know be, one. Uh, what is one? One's Eloy, right? Yeah, well, one Eloy. is Eloy, yep. Yeah. <laughs> 15 seconds. Story? No. You know what? 10 I'm seconds. Gonna go with, I'm going to go with Eloy. I'm going to go with Eloy. Because I've got uh, him that's high. I'm going to see if the other guy can fall to me. 
Well, Bregman just went right after Alcantara next, then Sal Perez, Cedric Mullins at 407. Uh, Eric Cross, you are up at the 408. I don't like that bots keep sniping me. I was going to take Sandy Alcantara. Um, it's not even actual people sniping me. It's just random fantasy pros. Bots. That's why the fantasy pro, even though, even though we're doing a dynasty one, it's still sniping you, which is amazing. I know it's, it's giving you that real dynasty draft feel, which is great. <laughs> um, so I will pivot here. I got one of two players in mind. Pivot. You know what? I will go, I'll go T Oscar Hernandez here. Um, point. You know, I think a lot of people are still have been a little scared off from T. Oscar, or at least fully buying in because his you know approach issues in the past. But you know, everything he's really improved: contact skills, approach, whiff rate, all that. Big power, speed, blend, a lot of run production in that great Toronto lineup. So I'm fine taking him here. Yeah, very good pick. Giolito was a guy that I wanted to take next, but he went off the board right after you took T. Oscar. Whit Merrifield, I also was thinking about. He's gone. Robbie Ray's gone. My goodness, look at what's going on. I was My contemplating God. trying to get a pitcher here, but this is kind of, this is tough. There's one pitcher that I absolutely love. Uh, so I feel like I'm just going to lock him in for better or worse. And maybe this is going to sink me, but I love me some Freddie Peralta, baby. Let's go. Just the latest in the yeah, next yeah. run of Milwaukee Aces. They keep showing up and showing out and just keep getting it done. And I love those dudes. Now for me, uh, you know, I wish it Bregman had fallen a little bit further, but obviously that wasn't going to be the case. Um, looking around right now, there are a few younger players still that I think are incredibly interesting, trying to look a little bit more in the infield too. Jonathan India is still around. I think he's a fascinating investment. We still have story and Seager out there. Also <sighs> Seager becomes kind of fascinating to me, but again, the injuries are always, is that one of the other injured guy that you were talking about? Welsh? is that, no, the guy he's not, about? but I'm always interested. You know, the hard hit rate had completely transformed over the last couple of years. The new ballpark is a little bit in question. I don't think this would be too high at all, but you know, the, the position's really deep right now. Yeah. Uh, looking through here, I think having Bobby Witt, I hope he's continues on a short sub. So I'm going to have to take Jonathan India here at second base because uh, second base, not great. India, I was just incredibly impressed with. Um, I still don't know why people have so many questions about him. He was a big time prospect. He, I know he struggled at first, but after that, man, the dude just raked. Basically, he was a really good player. He also plays hard, which again, I know it doesn't show up in the box score. But these are things that I really like. Uh, then you've got Hendricks, Story, who would have been a great value here in the fifth round for sure. Springer and then Eric Cross on the clock for 505. Yeah, I will take Corey Seager here. Uh, I think he's one yeah. of the best pure hitting shortstops in the game. Like I've said that many times, uh, obviously doesn't provide any speed, which is not great. He's had the injury issues as, as Welsh alluded to, but uh, I think if he's healthy, which he's shown he can be in the past once or twice, uh, not many better four category guys in the game. And yeah, the Dodgers lineup much better than his new lineup in Texas and the ballpark, like most mentioned as well. But I, I still think he, that Texas lineup will be okay. They might not be done adding players either after the uh, lockout ends. So I think this will be a pretty solid lineup. So I'm happy taking Seager here. I think he fell a little bit. So I put myself right. in a little bit of a bind that I'm trying to see if I can get out of right now. And you have 20 seconds to get out of it. Yeah, Altuve, I Alonzo, Nola, and Arosa Reina went in a row before you're up at 510. You got 10 seconds left. All right, I'm going to go with my first pitcher. I'm going to go a little bit younger. I'm going to go with Jack Flaherty. But the bind was I went heavy outfield. I went three outfielders, and I've got three outfielders I absolutely love. Byron Buxton, who went after, was the guy. And a normal circumstances, mm -hmm. I probably just would have taken him there, but I did go really deep into outfield. And that's where I screwed myself a little bit. Uh, we, but, I mean, I screwed myself. I have Judge Eloy and Luis Robert. That's not too bad to go along with this. So I got my first pitcher in Flaherty. And I think I'm going to double tap with a young pitcher. Well, but I'm battling. While you're thinking about two. it, Buxton, Goldschmidt, Cassianos, Arenado in the sixth round. of a 601 was Cassianos, then Arenado. So Welsh, you're up next year with the 603. It's coin flip here. It's Joe Musgrove or Alec Manoa. Joe Musgrove, Alec Manoa. Mm. I am going to. Both are good. Yeah, both are good dynasty pitchers. I am going to go. I know with, which way I'd go. I'm going to go with. Oop, I'm going to go with Manoa. I would have gone with Musgrove. Plus, I, I have Musgrove over gone. redraft as well. But uh, I in dynasty, I would have slightly leaned to Manoa. But I, I, can like, understand I, that. I like Musgrove a lot as well, but. Uh, I like a pitcher I'm going to take here even more than both of those guys mm. in Dynasty League. Actually, I have him higher in redraft as well. Um, I was a little slow to come around on him, but now I am all in. 
Uh, huge, huge ground ball rate. Sinker slider can uh, can mispatch with that slider as Logan well. Webb? Yep, Logan Webb, baby. No. No, I'm, I'm drinking Very that nice San, that San Fran Kool Aid. <laughs> they uh, they have some magic going on out there with their pitchers, and I'm, I'm totally buying into it. Like I said the guy could just everything is hit on the ground. Only Frember Valdez had a higher ground ball rate, and he can miss bats too. Like I think he'll be at least like a 26, 27 percent K guy with good ratios. I think he's a guy that can get you a lot of innings as well. So happy with Logan Webb here. All right. After Logan Webb goes off there, you got Kevin Gossman, Castillo, Real Muto, and then me for two. Uh, we had a great discussion, by the way, uh, this week with Nick Pollock and Alex Fast on the last show on Friday about Alec Manoa. I encourage everybody to go and uh, check that out. Um, I'm going to take Musgrove here with one of these because I love that he's still there as my second pitcher. So sign me up. That's an easy one. That's a slam dunk for Joey P. I'm liking that. Peralta and Musgrove. I feel pretty good about that situation now. Now, Looking around, again, it's like, do you want to go for the win now guy with a guy like Jose Abreu, yeah. who I still think has some baseball left ahead of him? I kind of think I do. <laughs> like, I'm looking around and I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> you know, what does the board look like here? You've got some of these guys with Christian Yelich and Stanton, right? They're not great long-term investments, in my opinion. Cody Bellinger could be, but I just don't know if I'm there yet, ready to make that kind of decision. I don't want to go for another pitcher quite yet. Uh, Jose Abreu to me is that guy that I can lock and load. First base is not as great as you think it is. <clears throat> I think this is a really solid pick here. Uh, I like the way the offense goes. Now for me, obviously if stolen bases, I'm a little light on. That's fine. I'm building my team around power hitting and power pitching. That's what I want to do. Oh. JD Martinez, Tyler O'Neill, Jose Barrio. So I actually think in a dynasty perspective is also somebody you could really consider as a strong potential to pitching for Toronto. Now, Eric Cross, 705, you're on the clock. Yeah, I'm still kind of figuring out what I want to go with. I can go. I've already got a couple of shortstops and some outfielders. Got my starting pitcher. Um, I could go with an. I could double tap and go with another starter here, but I think I'll go with a little power speed blend here. Another middle infielder that can plug in at second base. Go Jazz Chisholm. Little. Mm, that's a great pick there. Little OBP, worried though. OBP not his value is a little bit different in an OBP. Form. Yeah, but you you know Welsh with stolen bases going by the wayside. I think you can justify the hit there, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, probably a little bit. I am a bit higher in my ranking, so I did ding him a little bit for this format. Obviously, he's not. He's never going to be a big OBP guy. Doesn't walk a lot, and he has a low average as well. So, um, but this is a potential twenty plus twenty plus guy. So, um, I, I like Bots got. The bots got freaked out after you took Chisholm because Mondesi went a couple picks later. So Brandon Lau, uh, Max Freed, another one who was in my realm there, I was considering uh, Mondesi, then Christian Yelich at 709, which I understand. Welsh, had Yelich still been there at 709 for you? Is that somebody you might have taken yeah. a shot on at this point? I, 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 I would feel have like considered it was Welsh. <laughs> so much so that I'm going to just do something wild here. And uh, whoops, and I'm going to hopefully be able to draft him. I'm going to take Bellinger. And I filled out my I outfield. Figured. I usually don't wouldn't do something like this, but I mean, it's a monster outfield. He's a monster value. And dang, the bots just got me too with Cattell Marte right in front of me. Mm, I don't have any hurt. infield. And that's something I want to start filling out. And I may, may fill out with some age, but something to consider as well. This is actually, I'm having a hard time with this. This is tough battling the, um, the win now versus the values that are sitting out there. Right. And there's a guy in an OBP format, one of the top prospects that I think will do very well in this format. And I'm actually going to take him here because I think there's a lot of aged players around at his position. And I think he plays this year. I'm going to take Spencer Torkelson. And uh, he was on my queue. I was taking him this round. So there yeah, you go. <laughs> Torque, Torque is a good OBP guy. He's going to walk. He hits the ball hard. Of course, there's 100% reach on fantasy pros, but uh, he's just too good of a value to pass when there's a lot of aged guys out here. Uh, makes total sense there. All right. After uh, you, uh, after Marte went, excuse me, Torkelson, Dylan Cease at 804. Another pitcher on my queue now gone. Edwin Diaz at 805. Iglesias, Montas, Eric Cross, you are up for 807. Yeah, I'm not liking how a lot of these pitchers are going so quickly. Uh, so <laughs> I will grab, um, which shouldn't be a shock in any draft, even Dynasty. Uh, I will go. I want another young arm here. Debating between two. Don't do Love it. Love both. Um, Get out of here. Go away. I can't decide, Chris. Um, I got 12 seconds. I got to make this decision. Shane Boz. Um, okay. Uh, that's a good I, one. I, yeah, re reach alert. Yeah, I know. 
But uh, <laughs> everything's is, a reach alert here. I we know, can right? Ignore that for now. Shane Boz is filthy. You know, he's always had the stuff headlined by the fastball slider combination, curveball changeup as well. He can miss bats with all four. Command and control took a gigantic step forward during the the uh, lockdown, which was what he he said he was going to do. So I am all in on Shane Boz. Maybe the innings get lim- limited a little bit. Obviously, it's Tampa Bay, but this could be elite, like Corbin Burns-type numbers here. Low ERA, high strikeouts. I am all in on Shane Boz. I'm going to go a little off the reservation here, I think. I don't know if you guys oh, are going to think about these picks here I'm making here, but one of them... You know, the more I talk about this player and the more I watch the film on this player, and I have, <laughs> I'm after Shane Boz, Will Smith, Chapman, Chris Bryant goes, and then I'm going to go ahead and I need a little outfield. I'm going to take Brian Reynolds here. I just like yeah, the player. I like Brian Reynolds. I think Brian Reynolds is a guy that is probably not going to be on the Pirates much longer. Uh, actually, I got a thumbs up value pick there. So there you, how you, do <laughs> there you go. So that's pretty nice right there. But, you know, looking around there, I just feel, I feel like now, now there's a few pitchers I like here. Uh, Gallon, I like. Clanahan, I like Lance McCullers. I like it's very difficult for me to pass on gallon, but I think what I'm going to do is take McCullers here and continue that projectability, the strikeouts and what I think the Astros are still going to be a pretty competitive team in two to three years. Whereas gallon with the diamondbacks, I'm still questioning where that's going to go. So I got the reach alert. That's fine. I don't mind it, but Reynolds and McCullers, I really like that duo of two guys that I think are actually going to be very valuable pieces for the next three years, uh, respectively. Charlie Morton goes next, then class a, uh, then uh, DJ LeMahieu at 9.04, 9.05, Eric Cross, you are on the clock. I'm about to get the steal of the draft right here because th- these players are, are arranged in our little draft room here as fantasy or as a redraft kind of order. So I kind of forgot about this guy and I feel bad about it because he's my boy. Everyone should know where I'm going here. He's oh, in my yeah. top, top, my top four. I almost considered him a little while ago and I would have taken him a long time ago had I not had so many outfielders. So say the name. Yeah, I already have enough outfielders, but I don't care. Jared <laughs> Kelnick is coming yeah, to my yeah. team here. I, I'm still a believer. I still think he can hit for a, a good average, 270 type of average, 30 home runs. It's a good 10, pick, man. And the 15 steals. Mm-hmm. I'm still all in. Great buy low in Dynasty right now. It's a good, it's a very yeah. good pick. I'm into that. Um, I, all right, I so like I dodged a bullet with you guys because I really wanted Shane McClanahan. And you guys... All but drafted everybody around him. So I'm going to snatch up Shane McClanahan. That that was the other one I was debating with with Boz. I was so on the fence with those two. Now, oh, man. I got to tell you, As I'm you still through here. Let me let me just yeah, yeah, rattle off some of these names here. So Kellenick went, then Polanco, you Darvish, Blake Snell, uh, Carlos Rodon, and then Welsh just took McClanahan. After that, Ryan Presley, Anthony Rendon. Boy, oh boy, if he could turn around, what a value that is in the ninth round. Mitch Hanniger in the 10th to start things off. And then Tommy Edmund at 10.02. So Welsh, you're up on the clock here. So I think as I'm doing this, um, one thing that's also becoming very apparent is is, you know, how like these drafts are being constructed since we have a little bit of a redraft mind in this. It's difficult mm. to have a full on win now team, but where I feel like I can double dip and I'm going to du- play the double dip and I'm going to go with a prospect on my infield with Anthony Volpe. Oh, so, what, yeah, what I see here now, how this draft is going, how I'm going to try to take advantage is I think I'm going to be able to get a host of prospects and then I'm going to fill the old geezers around them to to buy me time because there's insane prospects that are still available right now that shouldn't be top 100. So Volpe is an easy one, especially because I haven't filled out my infield and I have an amazing outfield for dynasty for years, but I have nothing for the infield. And this is curing Mm -hmm. that with Torkelson and Volpe. That's a great point. You could always take the premium prospect, lock it in, and then take a Josh Donaldson or somebody like exactly. that later and just kind of fill. Exactly. Uh, Verlander goes after Volpe, then Winker, who's a nice pick here in the 10th round of the dynasty. Uh, Marco Luciano uh, next at 10.06, and then we have Kenley Jansen, 10.07. Eric Cross, you're up for 10.08. And Don't gonna, take my guy, Cross. I'm going to follow Welsh's kind of lead here and go no. with another top 10 prospect who is a shortstop. Go with some C.J. Abrams. Obviously, he's probably going to move off the position, maybe second base, maybe some center field. Who knows? But the speed is going to play. It's elite speed asset. 
good hit tool. Howard's developing. I think he could be a 15 plus homer guy. Like remember what Carl Crawford was back when he was good. Carl Crawford in Tampa Bay. I think that's Mm -hmm. a similar type of player that Abrams could be. So yeah, I love Abrams here. And I love that pick. I just want to point out what I did um, because we're playing OBP. I've moved off a couple guys that I have higher on my own personal list because of OBP. And that was why I went Volpe over Abrams. And I I feel like cross, you might've done the same thing. I would have. Yeah. I would, I was actually debating taking Volpe the area. Volpe's legit. 100%. All right, uh, let's continue on here. I've got two picks coming up back to back. Uh, I like what's still around there. In fact, Gallon made it all the way back to me, which is fun. But I'm going to go ahead and take my third baseman, who's still pretty young and still think has a bright future. All the Pirates to me, Joey P, Cabrian Hayes, (laughs) third base. Let's go. Uh, Why not? Uh, I, I think we haven't seen the best of this guy. And now it's a matter of, okay, do I want to go for another position player? Or do I want to go for another pitcher? Uh, so far on my roster, pitcher-wise, I've got McCullers, Musgrove, and Peralta. I kind of like that. Guys who I've are young enough, but I've seen already, they're very good. Man, they're I, this good is enough, a they're really smart enough. Here. And doggone it, people like them. Yeah, they do. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Gallon because I thought he was really close to McCullers ah, in the first place. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take ah, all of us. Ah. I, just can't, <laughs> I can't pass that. And and there you go. Now I've got four starters Wish under the did. age or right around, you know, between 26 and 30 that I feel like, okay, these guys, I can have this rotation. Hopefully the health is there. But with any pitcher, that's what you're looking for. By the way, just to recap, after Abrams, Will Smith, Ryan Mountcastle, Jared Walsh, and I took Hayes and Gallon. To start the 11th round was Gallon. Then we have 11.02 Kershaw. The Franamil. Franamil Ray is 11.03. And then Nelson Cruz, 11.04. Eric Cross, 11.05. You are up. Yeah, I, I want to get a third baseman here or another infielder. I already got a couple, plenty of middle infielders. I want to go corner. Not really digging a lot of the first base options or the kind of major league third base options. So I'm going to go another prospect. One that is nearly ready, although Dang it. did have an injury recently to the shoulder, kind of clouds things a little bit, at least in the short term. But assuming this is not a long term issue, Josh Jung, yeah. uh, one of the most advanced hitters in the minor leagues, won't provide much speed, only a handful of steals. But this is guys plus hit, plus power, very polished, good approach. So, yeah, high floor. Good ceiling. I like Josh Young here. That's what I remember. I we talked do. about him when you were first on a few weeks ago. It's a it's a strained labrum. Is that where we're at? Is that the official diagnosis? Right or no? Yeah, that, well, it that's just not... happened. This just happened. This yeah, is new. It just happened. I think yesterday. I believe yeah, is yes, what we did yesterday. Uh, so we'll see. And look again, dynasty. If you get a round later on a talent because of a now injury, you take it. Uh, Gallegos next, then Romano, Max Muncy, Sean Manai, eleven oh nine. Welsh, you're up for eleven ten. Yeah, I mean, that completely screwed my strategy here. That is 100% (laughs) what I was going to do. All right, I am going to go, you know, we're going to do this. Uh, We're going to go with a catcher who qualifies in multiple positions. I'm going to go with Dalton Varsho for some steals as well. Nice. I was thinking about that one, too. Nice. Well done. And then it went, let's see, went Verdugo, Reese Hoskins, Trent Grisham, and Chris Bassett. God, the Josh Young one really threw me off because that was 100. I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to build a completely young infield of of uh, Josh Young, Torkelson with Volpe and then get the geezers behind them. But yeah, you mm-hmm. kind of took that away from me. Um, bup, 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 bup. All right. This guy is uh, no, I'm going to go with this guy. All right. I'm going to go with another young pitcher. <laughs> I talked myself out of it, uh, especially for just drafting purposes here. I think this is a great dynasty value. He was a reliever most of last year. He should get back into the starting role. Big strikeout option. Michael Kopech uh, for dynasty. Oh, that was my guy. He, yeah, that's he a good got pick. me back. Love him. You got me back. Love that pick there. I was hoping he would somehow scoot back, but he gotcha. did not. Cronenworth, Grandal, who I was also kind of looking at too. The OBP is pretty good there. Chapman, Contreras, then 1208, Eric Cross, you are up. Kind of surprised. I just realized this guy is still available. Uh, I'm not sure how this happened, but I will lock in the guy that could be by this time next year, the number one overall fantasy catcher. Go me some Adley Rushman. Ah, very good pick. High OBP guy. This is a plus hit, plus power. Great OBP. Guy walks him as as much as he strikes out. Baltimore's, I think it could be a good lineup moving forward here. Good home ballpark. Even with the left field fence moving out, still a hitter's park, so... Love Richmond here, especially in OBP. Yeah, actually, I like that yeah. Richmond pick even maybe like a <clears throat> tiny bit more than my Varsho pick. That's a that's a good call. Uh, Varsho's great. I love Varsho, too. That was a good pick. You know, looking at the board right now, I think there's... Uh, you hate all the players? All of them? No, I actually <laughs> don't, actually. Uh, to tell you the truth, looking through here, I actually think there's a player, and he hasn't signed yet. 
but I actually kind of think there's, you know, we finally found the guy who's turned the corner here in Kyle Schwarber uh, qualifies at first base and an outfield. So I can play him at either spot if I want. Uh, and there's a few other post hype prospects still kind of floating around too. Um, one of them is Alex Kirilov and the other is Joe Adele, uh, Eric Cross putting up to you, Kirilov and Adele. How do you see both of these guys in dynasty formats right now? Who's the better buy? I prefer Kirilov. I think Adele has the power advantage. Saw him take batting practice out in 2019 in the AFL. The guy just has stupid, crazy raw power, but you know, and I don't know how much he's got to run. Kirilov has that much better hit tool. Maybe he doesn't quite mm-hmm. have the power, but Kirilov is like a 280 plus 25 homer guy with a little bit of speed mixed in. So I'd, I'd rather go Kirilov, but I like Adele too. I think. Ah, go, go, don't go Kirilov. Go someone else. <laughs> well, that, Welsh that, wants that's Kirilov. all I need to know. I, clearly it was Kirilov. So there you go. I, so that's where I was I going anyway. Kirilov. I had him higher off. So uh, Schwarber and Kirilov were, you know, right there. He's so under, he's so unbelievably underrated. Kirilov is as far as like the advanced approach he has. His dad yeah. is a hitting coach. Very polished, very he polished is. player. You he, know? he reminds me a lot of like Goldschmidt in the respect that like he is not a hit for power guy. He's a contact that just has natural power and he's going to develop mm-hmm. it. Kirilov to me is just one of those guys that no one cares about right now. That's going to pop. Yep. All right. After Kirilov, Moncada, Joey Votto, Willie Adams go next. Cross, you are up on the board. Yeah, I, I really need a third pitcher here. I, I've been trying to go pitcher the last few rounds, but just found other guys I wanted more on the hitting side of things. Some decent young arms here still there on are, the actually. board. Uh, there's a few really good are. ones. There's, and yeah, they're all like clustered in my rankings too, so I don't have like a, a huge like sway either way. But I will go. I'll go some Ian Anderson here. I think there's there another level for him to to unlock. Maybe he won't be a, a fantasy ace or anything like that, but you know, the really good changeup, good curveball, solid fastball. And he's shown that, you know, no moment too big for him. He's excelled in the playoffs for Atlanta. So I, I came as my SP three here. All right. So there you have it. Uh, we have Ian Anderson, who was one of those guys that I thought you'd might be looking at. Pablo Lopez also still on the board. Framber Valdez still on the board. Melanson goes next. Then Eovaldi, Swanson, Gallo, Christopher Welsh. You are up next. 13-12. I will tell you uh, one thing based on how we're drafting here that I do. I, I regret to a tiny degree is there's so much outfield value on the board. There's still yeah. guys, there's young guys. And I just, I have one more utility spot, but I also, you uh, tilled it with show. I was going to say, we are playing two utilities here. Yeah, so we are. I think that's, you know, all right, I'm going to go with this. Uh, and we'll see if this other guy's here. I'm going to go with, I call him Kirilov, uh, you know, light and it's Andrew Vaughn and Andrew yep. Vaughn's going to get a prime spot with the white Sox. Uh, he qualifies at first and outfield. So I can put him as a corner infielder. So I dig that pick. Uh, last couple of picks, Eduardo, Pablo Lopez, Tyler Molly, and CJ Cron. But like, I mean, I'll just tell you the guy because I don't know if I'm going to take him. I've passed on multiple outfielders. I've passed on Kelnick and I've passed on Buxton because of this. But Dylan Carlson is also out here. And I've got my outfield fixed and I have one util spot left. And I'm just kind of dicey about it. I'm going to go with a closer, surprisingly, but a young closer who I think can lock down the job for many years because a lot of those are gone. And I'm going to go with Camilo Duvall with mm-hmm. the uh, Giants. So I'm because I am remember, I'm thinking about win now as well in here. So I could take some old guys, but I want to make sure that I am constantly looking at a win now perspective. And this is a guy that could be closing for many, many years. So that's why he's worth that pick, you know, in the 14th round. All right. So after you took Duvall, we have Turner Garcia. Framber Valdez, Arias with Milwaukee, then Eric Cross, uh, you are up next. I'm going to take my SP4 here, a guy that might not even pitch this year, but long-term, I think this guy could still be a top 10 dynasty arm. I'm going to get me some Tyler Glass now from the Rays. <laughs> I, I literally just put him in the queue. I was like, ooh, I might do this a little later because it's dynasty. Why not, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well done, I, my friend. I love Glass. Yeah, he's still obviously he's still an injury risk, but he added that third pitch last year, that slider, which is a very good third pitch to go along with that fastball and the electric curveball he has. So, yeah, I still think he can be a top 10 arm. You know, Obviously, a lot of risk, but a lot of upside as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Uh, all right. So I got now some, it's up I got to some me. spicy picks coming up here. Get to Ooh, my picks. Who do? I, I got a couple spicy ones for you, too. I don't know. I think one of them might be one of your dudes, though. Better so not we'll be. see how that goes. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, right now, in terms of needs, I need catcher. I need middle infield. I have the two utility spots left. Certainly some room for more pitchers. Um, it's the 
question. Do I want to take a young pitcher who hasn't really done anything yet or the guy coming back from injury? I think I could take the guy coming back from injury who's looked so good at times. I question the mental side a little bit with Mike Clevenger, but in terms of talent, I'm going to go ahead and kind of pull one out of the air across. Glasnow and Clevenger are the two guys I had on that list there. Uh, And now it's a matter of, okay, the board is mine. There's a lot of good value in terms of uh, some of those players that are out there in the middle infield. And I got to tell you, I need a middle infield spot here. This guy's just 25 years old. He was a can't miss prospect. I'm going to try one more time with Glaber Torres. And I know it's, I know it sounds like cuckoo at this point. Cause he's been very frustrating, but I think for a 25 year old guy, that has been in the league this long that had all these, you know, look how good he's been in the minor leagues. Look how, how much success he's had at certain times in the major league level. I'm not ready to give up on a guy that young. So I think to me, it was him or Ryan McMahon that I was looking at too. Also looking at a couple prospects, but again, I kind of want to win now. So I want to make sure I don't get two prospects every year either. I do like having Bobby Witt already on my roster. The guy after is probably the guy I should have taken, Brendan Rodgers uh, at 1502. Uh, both of those guys, I probably, I actually did not even see him there on my spot. Uh, Sonny Gray, Logan Gilbert. Uh, so if I had to do it again, I'd probably take Rodgers just because of Colorado. But go ahead, Cross. I know you're up on the clock with a few seconds left here. This is going to be Tyler Glasnow 2.0, and I'm going to go with another injured arm that might not pitch this much this year. <laughs> go Dustin May, a uh, guy that I'm go. I'm very high in Dustin May. He altered his pitch mix a little bit, tried to throw in the curveball more. He had curveball and cutter both had huge whiff rates, about 45%. Uh, he was just absolutely dominant in everything we hoped for in those five starts before he went under, uh, got hurt and went under the knife. So probably maybe back August or so. So not much of a help this year, but long-term, I think he could still be an absolute stud arm. All right. Nice pick there, my friend. So Ginger Guard goes to Cross. Gurriel, 1506. Eugenio Suarez, 1507. Type France, nice value there. 1508. Conforto, 1509. Nice value too. Welsh, 15th round. Showing some nice value. What do you have next? Yeah. And what I'm going to throw out here is one of the reasons I'm going so heavy on this with some of the prospects, not only because there's great values, but th- this one is an insane one. And this is kind of like Kelnick. Uh, we forgot about Riley Green. Uh, uh, I'm going to take we Riley Green is a must, <laughs> must pick. I don't care that I got my outfielders and uh, he's a guy that's going to play this year. So it's a phenomenal, phenomenal pick. Uh, oh, that's interesting. The system is adjusting a little bit. Noel V went followed by Marcel Ozuna, uh, Avi sale, and then Jack lighter. And it's funny that lighter went because in a 12 man, 12 man, which we're doing, I'm much more comfortable, way more comfortable continuously making these prospect picks because of the amount of older guys that are going to be there. If this were a 20 team dynasty, I might do things a little different. I'm going to take the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball, which is a little dangerous, but I'm going to take Grayson Rodriguez. Something could happen. Um, He could go down for some time, but still, if you're talking about value wise, this is my, I think this is uh, Eric's as well. This is our number one pitching prospect in all of baseball, regardless of guys like Boz being up in the majors. Yeah. Uh, Green, by the way, was another one I was contemplating around the same time as Torres, but I'm looking at winning now and I'm saying, okay, I got a guy who's 25 in the major leagues playing for the Yankees. Showed me a little bit. Green, I think is great, but I'm again, torn between that trying to build for the future win. Now I felt like Torres was that guy for me, but you make up a great point too. The size of this league matters a lot. Only 12 teams, certainly a lot more flexibility. Get your prospects in a shorter, uh, more shallow league. Get the elite guys. Yeah, get the elite guys, and then after that, you have plenty of bench depth to do the other things you need to do to win. Rizzo, Brantley, Stevenson, McMahon, Cross, you're up here with 14 seconds on the clock. I, I don't really like anybody on the board, so I'm going to take another pitcher. I'm going to go uh, with my number three pitching prospect. No, no. Got, I got that Welsh has seen live. That's Mr. George Kirby as I get yes. another reach okay. alert. Love Kirby. Got the dynamic four-pitch mix with plus or better command and control. I think he's going to be an absolute stud for a long time. We're kind of like a workhorse type of guy as well. So I'm happy with he Kirby. He is pretty studly. He is. All right. So you guys big on the Kirby there. Uh, let's look around to, I'm going to go ahead and take a prospect or two here myself. I think I'm ready now. I think I've, I've, I've had <laughs> enough. Jump on in. The water's things. fine. My friend jump on in. I mean, that's where the tone is going. So I'm going to go with a guy I love and it's Hunter green of the Cincinnati red. So I had two greens on the list. I did not get one of them. And uh, another pitcher that I, I actually love is Christian Javier still out there. Also, 
Joey Bart is intriguing. Alex Reyes is intriguing. Joe Adele still floating out there too. Alec Baum still around too. But I'm going to go ahead and take Christian Javier because I do think this guy eventually over time is going to uh, get his opportunity. And yes, reach alerts aside, I really don't <laughs> care. Uh, next, we have Kybert Ruiz. A nice pick in the dynasty. Dylan Carlson still was floating around That's there. Oh my wild. God, all the way at 17. That's wild. Uh, Schwindel at 17.04. Eric Cross, you are up next. Do you... Do you regret doing what you did there, Cross, and not taking Carlson instead? I mean, no. It's it's a good value okay. <laughs> on Carlson. I'm just no. I'm not a Carlson guy. All offended. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just Hell. I'm just not a Carlson guy. But I did just get swiped again on Frankie Schwindel. I was gonna go Schwindel here, so now I gotta pivot again. Um I guess I'll go Yeah, I'm between two guys. I'll go with a little Joe Adele here. Uh where do you just go? Right there. Um, I said, still think there's going to be big time power there. 30, 35 home runs. Sure. Maybe the average and OBP aren't great, but at this point, you know, I think it'll be solid enough. Add in a little bit of speed, maybe five to 10 steals go with that 30 home runs. And yeah, yeah, I think that's a good value here. All right. So after, uh, Schwindel and Adele, then you've got, uh, Luis Severino, Kyle Hendricks, Severino, interesting pick too. at 17th round, uh, Ramon Laureano in the 17th. Uh, then we have, uh, Gonzalez going next. Nick year. Gonzalez, love it. Yeah, Nick yeah. Gonzalez. Look at that, another pirate farmhand here. Yeah, and then Welsh up at seventeen ten. All right, so I've gotten a lot of the a couple of the prospects went off the board that I you know needed to see go off the board. Uh, I still need to fill this out with some major league guys. This is the reason why you take young guys, and in dynasty the values change. Josh Donaldson still being out there, you know, OBP wise is just a great construction value. I need more corner, so I'm going to take him, uh, and you know, Fantasy Pros is going to love it. And, you know, he's old. Maybe I only get a year or two into him, but this is more for this win now. And I've drafted so many prospects that are close to the majors. That's kind of the point to this whole uh, this whole game sure. that I'm playing here. Now, the big question after is that, Garcia, McGee, Wainwright, Stroman. Stroman's an interesting value at 18, too. That's Very, a great value. I, guy who takes the ball every fifth day, as we talked about on last week's show. You know, 32 stars, 33 stars. You see a lot of those, a lot of seasons there for Stroman. 1803, you are up next again, Welsh. I, I see a pick that would be wildly unpopular. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do it. Do it. Well, do it. Do it. I mean, I encourage you to be do wildly it. unpopular. I'm going to be wildly unpopular. It's a dynasty, though, which makes us even dicier. Can I wait around? Are you guys going to do it? I don't, I don't know. know. It depends. I don't we'll think you got to. You're not going to. You only got five it. seconds to figure out. You better do it. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go with a young pitcher. I'm going to go there in Ashby. Um, okay. I'm not the. I'm not crazy, crazy Ashby, but you know he's going to get his opportunity. Big, big numbers. I like Ashby there, but <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to jump into the fire just yet. I might do it next round. All right. So not quite ready as Welsh. We'll see who those guys are as we get uh, closer here. After uh, Ashby goes, Mancini, Bedner, Renfro, uh, another nice value in the 18th round there in the outfield, and Hyunjun Ryu, 1807. Eric Cross, you are up next. Well, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the corner infield options left. I waited a little too long to get a couple other corner infielders here. I think I can get a couple of these guys later, so I'll go another young, nearly ready first base prospect and go with my hometown guy, from Tristan Cassis, a uh, very advanced bat. He was really focusing more on the approach last year, making contact. And now he's kind of said that, you know, I'm going to start hit, trying to be more aggressive, hitting for power more. And that power is absolutely there. It's just double plus raw power. He's look at him. He's absolutely jacked. Like this is a 30 plus Homer bat in the making with a high OBP. He's always been a high OBP guy. He's just slot right into the middle of that Sox order long-term with Devers and everyone else around him. So I think he's going to be a, a great four-category guy for OVP. All right, there you have it. So another good category player there. Selected by Eric Cross. So after Cassis, you have Akil Badu, Escobar, Terry Scooble, and then I am on the clock Love for two Scooble picks pick. here. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, there's another post-hype guy here, too, that's kind of intriguing to you in the middle infield. Um, a couple dudes here that I yeah, – it's, it's like, what do you want to sacrifice? How do you want to build your team? That is – all the and, questions here. And something to point out as well is we're not doing benches. So that the thing that's going to kind of uh, skew this, Joe, is people aren't going to get to see the ultimate construction of some of the stuff we do because we're not going right. to benches. Right. Uh, I went ahead and took Gavin Lux because uh, I just want to see, you know, as we've 
you know, seen here with the Dodgers here. I think at a certain point you've got to start to get a little bit younger here with some of the things that you've done. Uh, Joey Bart still available too, an interesting one. I'm going to go ahead and take another pitcher who I think last year showed me some moments. I like the big strikeout ability of Bailey Ober. So give me Ober and Lux here. Bailey Maybe some Ober. guys that don't get talked enough enough, but uh, of course reach alert, but I'm prepared for that reach. So Lair, <laughs> your Keedy. Grossman go next in 1903 and four. And then Eric Cross, 1905, you're up next. Man, yeah, Bailey Ober does have big strikeout potential. No pun there. Dude's absolutely massive. He is huge. Uh, I, you know what? I might go, I'm going to go back to back Red Sox here, which I don't often do, but I'll go to another yeah. arm. This, this oh. guy literally just needs a chance, and that's Tanner Houck. I, you know, he's been called the Chris right-handed Chris sale. He's got the, the sinker slider mix slider is absolutely filthy. One of the best sliders in the game. The splitter when he's can command it is actually a pretty solid pitch. I want to see some more consistency from that, but he's already shown you know, elite strikeout ability, elite bat missing ability. So develop that third pitch a little bit more to get in the rotation, which hopefully at some point happens this year. I think he can be a big riser in dynasty rankings. Yeah, a nice pick there, sure, for Hauk. And then Ahmad Rez- Ahmed Rosario, excuse me, Austin Hayes, Casey Mize, Ramon Marquez, and Welsh is up at 1910. All right. Do not open up your Twitter to find out what analysts think about this and this pick. I'm going to do it. We're 226 <laughs> in redraft. I think I would take him inside the top 150, all things aside. If you know me, you know I do not personally like this player, but I ain't afraid to take him. I'm going to take Bauer. Sorry. I no, I understand it. I I I it was something that was in my queue. So hiss, we're all thinking the same ooh, thing. Hiss, hiss. Yeah. Ah. Hiss boo. But you know what? This is a look. And after Bauer, here you go. It's time for the run of questionable pitchers. Noah Syndergaard, John yep. Means, Scott Barlow goes next. Ian Happ goes after that. Now back to you for the 20th round, 2003 Welsh. You are up. I got one last pitching spot, and I took Duvall as like a you know future. There's a chance he doesn't close this year. He he can. But this is a guy that they're going to put in there in the future. There's another guy out there that I really love as a bet for the future. Uh, there's actually a couple. Like Devin Williams is out there. I think Karen Track is a good bet. But Garrett Whitlock with the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, he's not guaranteed anything. They I think they list Matt Barnes. I think Whitlock is going to be it. Worst case, he's leveraged with some saves. I'm going to take him so I've got two young closers for the future. So I, I'm I'm happy he was there. All right, uh, going next here after that, after Whitlock, we've got Sandoval, Duval, McCormick, and Desclafani. Clearly, I have not cared about saves, henceforth my ignoring them. I will figure that out on my bench. I want talent, first and foremost, saves I will chase. After Desclafani goes, Eric Cross, you're up next with the pick. Yeah, I like that Whitlock pick. Yeah, the talent's there. He's going to find a role somewhere, whether they put him in the rotation, close. He's going to have some pretty yeah, good Yeah, the rotation value. is another option as well out there. Yeah. That it's kind of like Alex Reyes. You know, those exactly. are just huge, talented players you just bet on. Yeah, Whitlock was like our third best pitcher last year overall. So, yeah, I love Whitlock long term. I'm going to get a corner infielder here. Guy that uh, might have a little, you know, post-hype value here. Go Alec Baum. Yeah. Didn't nice. obviously didn't have a great for a year last year in 2021, but some of the you know the quality of contact metrics are still pretty solid. And I'm I'm a believer in what I saw in the minor leagues. You know, solid approach, solid contact skills, good power. Uh, maybe he won't be a star, but yeah, I, I think him and Vaughn might not be. There might not be a big gap there long term. I think people might think there is, but I don't think there is personally. So I like Alec Baum here as a buy. I like that pick too. He lasted way too long. Sorry, just way way too long there as far as I'm concerned. All right, let's go ahead. I, I spoke at a turn. Maybe, maybe he'll close. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Let's try Alex Reyes. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> I don't know if they'll put him back in. Well, I think they should just let him close personally, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and take Joey Bart. It's my catcher after this. So I'll take the young catcher that everyone's talking about, Rutschman. I'll take Joey Bart. Uh, the door is now open for him, I think, uh, to start playing a little bit more. And once again, if he doesn't out of the gate, there's plenty of catchers in a 12-team league that I could find. Uh, so Joe Ryan goes next. Alex Cobb, uh, Josiah Gray, Eric Cross, you are back up on the clock. You can go a few different ways here, but I'll go a guy that uh, I've been kind of scooping up a lot in redrafts this year. That's Jordan Montgomery from the New York Yankees. <laughs> he was the other guy on my – he was the <laughs> third guy for me, dude. Great turnaround last year. Oh, absolutely. He's got the curveball and the changeup, both missed bats at a high clip. I think he had a swinging strike rate about 15% on both, if I recall right. And yeah, I think, you know, maybe he won't have the greatest ratios, but I think he'd be like a mid to upper three ERA guy, solid enough whip, 
decent K rate. This he's not gonna pop. He's not gonna be a guy that you're excited to draft. But I think this is to be a really good guy for. He's still young. I think he's like 28 still. So you still got some good years ahead of him. I love that pick. Like I said, it was him, Reyes, and I was like, well, you know, well, let me take the catcher there. Maybe Montgomery knows back, but no, he does not go back to me because Cross gets in there. Suzuki goes next. So there you go. A little uh, futures action nice. for you. Uh, Guriel, then Corey Knievel, Mitch Garver, Welsh, you're up for 2110. You got two picks left. Yeah, I'm, in a, I'm, not the, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think the projections have gone bonkers with the value, but we are, you know, at 250. I need mental infield. I'm going to go with O'Neill Cruz, who potentially has a gig like out there. Yes. You know, just to, again, it's 12 team. I can take some risks. He's a guy that's at the major league level. I need that position. And then I'm going to need second base as uh, Matt Barnes, Quantrill, Travis Darno, and Sean Murphy went. And I have a bunch of the same type of guys. At this point, I'm going to take the highest production value. Kike Hernandez, starter, uh, Boston, love the projections, did great numbers last year. I need a starting second baseman because I'm trying to do a little bit of everything. So I will swoop him up for my last pick. Very nice there. The cruise pickup, I think, was excellent there. And you got Barnes, Quantrill, Darno, Murphy, then uh, Welsh. Uh, you made your next pick or no? Uh, I thought I clicked it, but it maybe twenty two oh three. Let's try it again. Maybe. Let's try second. that. Click maybe, maybe it takes a second. I don't know. It still says you're twenty seconds. Let's hit it again. Take there it we go. There we go. Third now time? you took Kiki Hernandez. Now you want to take him a third time? How many times can we Kiki Hernandez? Let's find <laughs> out. Uh, Gregory Soto up next. That's Zach Plisak. Sure. After Zach Plisak, you got Gene Segura, Dylan Floro, and Eric Cross up on the clock again. So I got to take uh, a picture here. That's the only spot I have open for my last pick. Uh, if I d- if I could have gone a different way and not pitcher, like two of my top 10 prospects that are still on the board that I would love to take, Corbin Carroll, yeah, Robert Hassel too. the third. Love both those guys long term. I think they're both going to be absolute fantasy stars. But since I got to go pitcher here, I'll take my fourth pitching prospect right behind mm-hmm. George Kirby and go Max Meyer from the Miami Marlins. Elite fastball slider combination, pretty good changeup as well. Flashes above average, above average command and control as well. So I'm drinking, like I said, I was drinking the Kool Aid for San Fran. I'm drinking that same Kool Aid down there in Miami. I love what they're doing with pitching developments. I'm all in on Sandy Alcantara. You know, the turnaround of Jesus Lazardo, uh, who might have been a good pick here if he he didn't go. I can't. I don't know if he's gone yet, but uh, yeah, not. he did Max, not go. Okay, he, Lazardo would have been a good pick too, but I'll go Max Meyer. All right, after Meyer Aguilar. Uh, we have Gary Sanchez, Aaron Savali, and then I'm up next. And since it's an OBP league, I'm going to try one more time. Brandon Nimmo. Let's go, Brandon Nimmo. <laughs> Can you get it done? And that is a, a clear now pick. So obviously the grades might be a little rough here because it's a dynasty oh. draft here, but I think some, I got a D minus. So I got an F. I, I got, got an F. F. There you go. I, what would you get? For, what'd you get for the, <laughs> out of a hundred, Chris, what'd you get? Oh, you know what? I clicked out of it uh, uh, right when it. I didn't see what it was, but it gave me a big old fat <laughs> yeah, F. I was an F well, and 29 out of 100. <laughs> and yeah, for us, we are 10, 11, oh, 12 54 of 100. Draft. Sorry, 54 So, of yeah, you're 54. Eric Cross is at 29. Obviously, Eric Cross went very prospect heavy. But I think this is great because what we're seeing here is, I think, three different levels. I kind of went probably on my roster a little bit more. Young players in the major leagues right now. Cross on the other end of the spectrum, a little bit more showing you, if you look at his roster, this is your projectable roster for two or three years from now. And I think that is great. And Welsh, I think, was kind of the in-between those things. Like, Welsh did a little of each, and I think that's excellent to go ahead and look. Uh, the top player for me in terms of my draft insights, and this is great because when you're done with the draft, it shows you all your insights. It shows you where things are going. Uh, top player, obviously, is Juan Soto. No kidding. If I drafted Fernando Tatis, though, and drafted an outfielder later, my score would have been higher. Uh, the steal for me of the draft was Kyle Schwarber. My reaches were Witt, India, and McCullers, all of which in the dynasty, very different. So obviously that's where we're looking at. I was curious, Welsh, who is your yeah. steal of the draft according to the Wizard? And by the way, I love this, the Wizard. Uh, they've got some new added additions. Um, the steal is fun, but the what if thing is maybe one of my favorite things that they've added because I'm always, this is very much what I've always done it in this league. We're always kind of like speculating on stuff like that. So I love the what if you had done this. Uh, the steals, probably no surprise, are going to be the late veteran guys. It, they loved Draft Donaldson. They said at 17, I got him two rounds later than he was ranked at 17. And Kike Hernandez, it gave me both of those for my steals. All right, Cross, how about you? What was the steal of the draft, according to the Wizard, for you? <laughs> uh, maybe my least sexy pick in Jordan Montgomery in the 21st round was what... I uh, think it is. I think yeah, they're right. I like it. I like it, too. 
Um, yeah, it's my reaches, which makes sense here. Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, and Shane Boz in the second, third, and eighth round, respectively. Which, again, not surprised with how this uh, with how this wizard works. All right, so cross. Let's let's go ahead and obviously when you're breaking down the teams, if you go through the draft board, you can sort it by the draft board or by team. When you sort it by team, looking at Eric Cross's roster, it starts with Adley Rutschman at catcher, uh, Tristan Casas at first base, Chisholm at second. Wander Franco at shortstop, Alec Bohm at third base, Young at the corner spot, Corey Seager, great value. You got Corey Seager at in the middle infield spot. Then Acuna, Hernandez, Teoscar, that is, uh, Kellenic, Adele, Julio Rodriguez. Man, that is a that is a sexy group of outfielders there. And CJ Abrams at the other utility spot. So how do you feel about this offense? Would you be going to war with this? Do you feel like this is a team that really probably not competing too much in 2022 would you agree like this is more of a 2023 team and above and beyond yeah it kind of went that way as the draft went on it's like a lot of the values some of those younger guys including the prospects Mm -hmm. but i I think there's still a chance that this team could be at least somewhat competitive at least middle of the pack team in year one with some of the other veterans i probably would have mixed in later in this draft if we had done like a bench and whatnot and gone further Mm -hmm. than these 22 rounds but Long term, I love the talent. Like this, I think my oldest, you know, core hitter is probably Teoscar Hernandez, who I believe is twenty eight or twenty nine. Uh, a lot of young twenty two to twenty five year old guys in there that have nice power speed blends and um, good OBPs, except for a couple of them, like like uh, like Jazz Chisholm, for instance. But got some nice OBP guys with Adley and, and Tristan Cassis and Josh Jung. Um, so yeah, I like this team long term. And then the pitching, you've got Logan Webb, Ian Anderson, Shane Boz, Jordan Montgomery, Tanner Houck, Dustin May, Tyler Glass. Now, when those guys get healthy, boy, yep. oh boy, next year, look out for Eric Cross and this theoretical team we've got. And then you got Kirby and Meyer making up the end of that. So uh, you took guys, you know, obviously coming off injury. Is that something that when you're building Dynasty, you're looking for that as well? Like you're looking for those guys that slip a couple rounds because, you know, people are afraid of what the road back is for them? Yeah, yeah, that that definitely is something I, I definitely look at every year. And obviously it varies year to year, but like last year at this time we had, you know, the guys like Luis Severino, Noah Syndergaard, those types, um, a little bit more established guys. But then this year, the two big ones are Glasnow and Dustin May, uh, who I, I both love from a long-term perspective. So if I can, you know, take that hit in year one, obviously this pitching staff might not be quite as good in year one as it will be in years two, three, four, et cetera. But uh, those guys could be my numbers two and three behind Logan Webb or even ahead of Logan Webb, but you know, they're that good. So I'll take that slight ding here in year one to get that long-term upside in years two and beyond. All right. Team Welsh is Dalton Varsho a catcher. Love that pick. Andrew Vaughn, Kiki Hernandez, Anil Cruz, Josh Donaldson, Spencer Torkelson, Anthony Volpe, then Luis Robert, Aaron Judge, Aloy Jimenez, Cody Bellinger, Shohei Otani, and Riley Green. Man, I love this outfield. Mm. I know you were, you know what? I always, we talk about in the Black Book, right? You did the uh, draft strategy chapters this year in the Black Book. We talk about building core roster strength. It's your outfield, and it's spectacular. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, uh, you know, when I look at the rest of the roster, there's things left to be desired as far as my infield goes. But I think in a dynasty format, I did exactly what I would have done in real life where, okay, I caught myself because I really loved the bats in the outfield. I look, I have a dominant outfield. So what do I do with the infield? Do I just go and, you know, roll over and let infield pet my belly? No. I attack it and I decided, all right, I'm going to go get elite prospects that I'm going to stash in. So maybe in a year or two, I'm going to have this elite infield, but there's older guys that I can come and put in there. And I think I, I relatively did well with that. You know, I was also looking um, under uh, the team strengths, the steals and the categories. And what's interesting mm-hmm. about the categories for my offense is I'm already middle of the pack in OBP. And then I'm near the bottom in all of the counting categories but we're not talking like crazy amounts of numbers. And remember, I have three guys on my roster that are prospects that would not be starting. Home runs alone, mm-hmm. that's about 40 homers from the top. That's a very obtainable range if I sure. just get serviceable veterans to come in there. So as much as I did take some significant prospects as far as my offense goes, I can easily replace that right now and compete right now. Same thing with my pitching. I did have uh, one pitching prospect in there. So I was about middle of the pack on pitching on all of those. Just get one more pitcher in, maybe dominate with most of my bench in there that I feel like this was that true 
I'm playing both sides. I have a really good core constructed roster and I've got, you know, some good young guys to build for the future. And then, you know, throw on top of it. I got Shohei Otani is going to help my pitching and my hitting categories, assuming that this format allows that. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Every format should allow it. He's one person who plays two positions. It makes no sense to separate him as two people. Jack Flaherty, Alec Manoa, Shea McClanahan, uh, Michael Kopech, Duvall, Whitlock, Bauer, Ashby, and Grayson Rodriguez. But, you know, you're 100% right, Welsh. And I love that this shook out this way because you're that middle ground where you're like, I'm playing for now and I've got a strategy for later. Uh, And for me, probably playing a little bit more for now. Uh, I do have Joey Barta catcher, but I've got Jose Abreu, Jonathan India, Bobby Witt Jr., Cabrian Hayes. I think this is a young infield that I think is going to grow and be very good over the next few years. And Abreu I'll have to replace at first base in a bit. Kyle Schwarber, Glaber Torres, and then Juan Soto, Alvarez, Brian Reynolds, Kirilov, Gavin Lux, and Brandon Nimmo there to uh, round things out there. Just, again, getting cheap there at the end with my OBP stats, trying to pump him up a little bit with Nimmo if he ever <laughs> plays a full season. Uh, the pitching, I actually love this rotation. I think this is exactly where I want to live in a dynasty league of guys that I've seen it at the major league level. Big strikeout ability, Freddie Peralta, Musgrove, Gallon, McCullers, Clevenger, that's pretty good, guys. I really I like that rotation. In. Yeah, me too. Ober, uh, Bradley Ober, Hunter Green, Alex Reyes, and Christian Javier in the mix as well. I, I would go to war with that rotation in a redraft, let alone a dynasty. I'm, I think your I'm rotation is very similar to mine. Uh, outside of me having yeah. maybe those young closers, I think we're very similar mm-hmm. in like we don't have the elite elite options, but we got a little bit of youth with guys that have been there. It's relatively similar to how I put mine, but I really like the guys that you have in there. I mean, Gallon and McCullers are just steals later on. It was good. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you can follow these guys on the Twitter machine at Eric Cross 04 and at Is It the Welsh. You can check out their work this year at Fantasy Pros because Eric Cross will be writing for us once a week. He also has a great work over on Fantrax. And check out his 100 prospects ranked in the Black Book, the Fantasy Black Book 2022, over on Amazon and on Apple as well. But you can buy the hardcover version over on Amazon. And of course, Welsh did all the write ups. You can follow him on Twitter at Is It the Welsh. And uh, he did all the draft strategy chapters this year. So whether it's points, head-to-head cats, Roto, Welsh has got you covered there in the Black Book, plus in this league as well. Him and Scott Bogman do a terrific job there. Gentlemen, thank you so much. This was so fun. Great to talk about some of these prospects. Great to give some insight to people who are starting up some of these dynasty leagues. And I encourage everybody out there as well, make sure you are using our multi-user draft software when that drops in just a few weeks. And don't forget about running your mock drafts on the Draft Wizard. I can't tell you, look, our tools in season are amazing. You can set all your lineups. So if you're playing a, a league on ESPN and a league on Yahoo, a league on CBS, you don't have to go back and forth. All you got to do is get a fantasy probes membership in the premium side. You can use the playbook to basically go ahead and set all your lineups in one spot. Easy peasy. And when you have that, it also allows you to use the mock draft wizard and the draft wizard at a higher level where you can do all of those weird idiosyncrasies, all those nuances that all your leagues have. So that way you're getting the most accurate uh, assessment in terms of the competition for the draft simulations you're running. So check that out over at fancypros.com slash draft wizard. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel because every single day leading off will be there for you whenever the season starts, hopefully sooner than later. But we'll be out there giving you great baseball information over there. Again, that's youtube.com slash fantasy pros MLB. That's the channel you need. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Eric Cross and the Welsh. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.